What's up guys and welcome to the Triple V podcast and in today's episode we are going to talk about clones a little bit. Uh, for example, can a clone be actually better than the original original mouse itself and we are going to uh, specify uh, talk specifically about the Pulsar X Lite and if we have time we are going to go to the GameSense Meta and the Ninja Georgian one X a little bit. But so let's so let's start. So what do you guys think about uh, Clones, like can a clone be better than the original one? And what what do you, what are your general thoughts about clones? Well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, right? And I'm gonna go straight to the point. Let's just look at Zowie. Zowie has some of the most incredible shapes on the market, but people have been asking for a lighter Zowie EC2 or um, any one of their other shapes for a while now. Newer sensors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's kind of where clones fit in, right? They offer that advantage. Um, the question then becomes, are there any drawbacks to the clones in terms of build quality? And in my experience, uh, or even sensor performance, there definitely has been previously. Yeah, I think um, basically, uh, first thing um, would be, what are clones? I mean. Uh, if we look at Zowie, um, nobody is releasing exact clones, of course. Um, it's always, I mean, if we compare EC1 and Model D, for example, um, it's, of course, uh, a slightly different shape. It's lighter, different scroll wheel, different side buttons, uh, different cable, and so on and on. So, um, like, Right off the bat, I would say um, there aren't actually, in the strict sense, any clones on the market. Um, what we have are a lot of mice that are very similar, of course, in terms of shape, but um, differ in a lot of other aspects. And that alone, in my opinion, is enough to not call them clones. I mean, if we look at Model D, for example, it's not the exact same thing as EC1, even in terms of shape. It's a bit wider in the front, a little more flare, and so on. And uh, of course, it's also uh, much cheaper than EC1. Um, so just in that sense, uh, it has some value, I think, those so-called clones, um, because, yeah, you get uh, a similar shape um, for less money and probably better better specs. And um, in terms of shape, I mean, of course, it's it's similar, but typically um, even those clones have slight alterations um, to the shape. And I mean, a, a lot of the time people say stuff like, I don't know if that mouse were half a millimeter wider it would be better, stuff like that. And those clones actually do that. They just add slight alterations to the shape and give people who maybe like EC1, but not 100% um, additional options. And I think in that sense, it's, it's worthwhile to have clones as well. And yeah, I mean, um, it's, I mean, there are a lot of reasons, of course, from a, from a business perspective, 
why those clones exist. Um, personally, I don't think it's a bad thing at all in terms of, you know, overall mouse industry. Yeah, I think the only thing I ever have against clones per se is when a company will say that they've gone out and created this brand new shape from scratch. Uh, this mouse has never been seen before, etc., etc. when it's for all intents and purposes close enough to a, you know, uh, an EC or a, or a WML or whatever, that it, it has uh, certainly drawn a lot of inspiration from it. But apart from that, I, I absolutely agree. It's very difficult yeah. to find a shape that, that suits me. I mean, that's why I stuck with the Death Adder for, for so many years. And why I find it so difficult to move away is because it is my pretty much perfect shape. So I've got kind of lucky, but there's going to be so many people out there listening, uh, watching and just playing games that don't even know if this podcast that suffer from the same problem, right? Um, it's not quite as comfortable as I'd like. Uh, and you're forever on the hunt for something better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's the case. Yeah, I mean, as Psogol mentioned that basically that there are like there are really no clones. I mean, but I remember when Model O, Model o was coming out and Model O Minus came out. Uh, yeah, the Model O was compared to the FK1 and I bought it. I wasn't really reviewing much back then. Uh, I had a like a lo long break. But yeah, I was expecting an FK1. I was a little bit disappointed. The shape was not feeling like an FK1 that much. And then the Model O minus was really nothing like the FK2. So so yeah, I think the clone sort of the word is a little bit misinterpreted or mi uh, used in the wrong way, maybe. Uh, as in people are just, you know, they companies understand that these FK2s, these EC2s, these are incredibly popular and very, very well-designed shapes. So maybe with small changes, you know, they can make they can make those shapes maybe not better, but they can change them so that they are still usable, but they are sort of different to some extent. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think there are two very, very um, relevant uh, arguments one could make. Uh, the first one is that to some degree, pretty much all mice currently on the market are, of course, inspired by stuff that came before it. I mean, if we take Death Adder, of course, it's kind of inspired by the IntelliMouse Explorer 3.0. And of course, um, a lot of other shapes are FK inspired or EC inspired. I mean, anything that is low profile um, and ambidextrous is basically, for most people, an FK clone. And if it's right-handed ergonomic, it's an EC clone. So basically, no matter what you do, um, to some degree, it's always inspired by something because there just aren't that many possibilities what you can do with a gaming mouse. I mean, of course, you can go completely wild, but within the, the boundaries of reason, um, there just aren't that many things you can do. You can have your hump more centered or you can have it more on the back and when it's more in the back it's already an s2 clone uh something like that yeah so, and, and just to add more, more maybe more importantly if, if you go too far you get something like the m4 right from extrify that has that really sort of uh, protruded back left corner or the the cone pure optical where you get the protruded sort of back right corner that that makes it more of a claw grip mouse so 
you almost you move away from the safeness, right? Exactly. That's that's the the, the second argument that there is a reason um, companies are releasing those clones because, first of all, of course, from a business perspective, but just in terms of common sense, uh, shapes like DefAdder, EC2, FK, those have been around for, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years. So people like those shapes and they, they used them for years. And they are just tried and tested. And it just makes sense to release a mouse with a shape where you know, okay, people will probably like it to some degree. And just doing something completely new um, just for the sake of being original isn't necessarily uh, a smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean, especially now that we've we've been through this for such a long time i mean i mean we've seen so many shapes we've seen companies try to be original uh we're gonna uh in the few in the in a few months or something we are gonna see the mz1 which very much seems uh original no clue how it will feel of course in hand or anything like that but it'll be interesting to test but from the looks of it it definitely doesn't look as safe as the as the low profile fks or the uh ec2s or you know stuff like that yeah, I mean, especially for a new company, it just makes sense to release something that probably a lot of people will like. I mean, if Extrafy would come out with the MZ1 as their first mouse and it wouldn't sell, then that would be it. They could just maybe release another one and, uh, and that's it. They could uh, shut shut down. Um, so it just makes sense. I mean, if I would start a new company, I would, of course, try to, you know, get my foot in the door with something where I know, okay, people will probably like it. And yeah, of course, EC is well, well regarded, FK. Um, so it, it just makes sense uh, to do it like that. Yeah, I mean, I think there is like, there is something to be said about what's, you know, sort of more, uh, how would I say, it? more impressive when you completely design the mouse from ground up and, uh, you know, you produce uh, you produce it, you make it produced. So there is something to be said about that, but I don't think there is anything wrong about, you know, clones or OEM products specifically. But but uh, before, uh, I wouldn't, uh, maybe even recently, but before like a year ago or something with Gbulls, for example, with even Glorious, uh, there were a lot of quality issues on these mice that were called clones, and I think this has left sort of a bad, bad mark on clones for in some people's mind. You know, uh, Gbulls especially has had a lot of quality issues. Uh, for example, uh, quite many people with the, even the Hardy S that was I think their third or f- even fourth mouse uh, had these issues where the mouse clicks and uh, the mouse itself started feeling very cheap after like three weeks of use. The clicks started to creak and feel bad and wobble and I'm not even sure how this, how, how that was achieved. So that it initially felt quite good, well-built, but went to bad quite fast. So I think these are some, some things that people 
uh, when they consider clones that consider bad things. But then again, you know, when Zawi started to uh, produce their mice like years and years ago, I don't actually remember it myself. I want to hear you, what you guys do remember and what you think about it. But I would assume that even they had some build quality issues in the start and quality issues altogether. So uh, do you guys remember actually what were the Zoe products like when they started producing them? Um, well, yeah. at least from my my experience, I, I bought, I think it was the Evo one. I originally got the original EC2 free with the, the Zowie, though the BenQ at the time monitor that I bought, but I didn't use it because I was using a death adder. Uh, then I bought the Evo version. Honestly, the, the biggest problems, at least that I can remember, uh, and I'm sure Pizergo can input as well, was just the technology back then in sensors. The sensors just used to malfunction when a color change would happen on the surface, for example. Um, but in terms of build, I remember them being decent enough, albeit with higher button latency. Yeah, I think uh, build quality was pretty good. Uh, basically, tank tank level. Uh, yeah. I remember my FK1 being near indestructible. I mean, aside from the, the coding, which of course uh, wore down over time, but the mouse itself was pretty much indestructible. Yeah, but I agree. Um, I mean, something like HK Gaming, Nouse M, of course, um, is a bit of a, well, underwhelming uh, product because, yeah, it is just an S2, slightly better, slightly improved in some ways. But basically, low effort uh, design and uh, charging 70 uh, USD for that is, of course, um, yeah, hard to justify. So uh, if somebody would base uh, his or her criticism uh, about clones on something like the, the Nows M, then I would agree that uh, yeah, products like that aren't that, um, you know, great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move to the Pulsar X slide in, in a short while, because, yeah, I think that's a good example about build quality. But, yeah, uh, I agree with, uh, yeah, I, I bought the Naos M, uh, I think it was like three months ago. I had to pay 75 euros for it. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the build quality wasn't exactly great. Uh, it was... To the point that I didn't even want to review it. It was, it was such a bad. <laughs> yeah, bad I mean, mouse. my sample was okay, but okay and and seventy USD just doesn't go together. Um, yeah. Then yeah. you get like a, a fancy metal tin spare cable, like a billion mouse feet, and plastic that would. Uh, <laughs> could you don't get those with HK. Yeah, you don't get those with HK gaming, but you get those with G wolves. Oh, is it G wolves? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so yeah. It, but yeah, it was pretty funny. I mean, I remember the original Hardy and the Skull. So you get tons of stuff, but the mouse itself is pretty garbage built quality wise. So mm. yeah, the, the additional stuff, you know, doesn't really doesn't really matter to me at, at least. I guess it's a fun unboxing experience, but it doesn't really help after two days when you realize that the mouse is garbage, build quality <laughs> is bad and doesn't feel very good. And you paid 80 euros or something for it. So So yeah. I guess yeah. I guess it's understandable if people if people you know don't like clones if they bought like early Gables mice or DHK Gaming Mouse M or something. But but yeah. So okay. Uh, I guess we could move to the 
X Lite. I mean, we've all tried tried the mouse. I mean, I think we got it like a month ago, uh, and I played with it for about two weeks. I used it for about two weeks or something. Uh, my unit had basically no issues apart from the mouse feet were a little bit scratchy but yeah those were only the pre-production samples they ex- i mean I, I think nvc also had that and they explained to us that those were uh, manually manually installed and there might be some issues with the installation and that was at least the case on my unit uh but yeah what- yeah they they sent they sent out some spare mouse feet for mine which fixed the issue completely yeah um thicker yeah. versions i think they will include them in the final final boxes um i broke my my mouse fight button but as you say they were put together manually by people um in their offices uh, so i got a dodgy unit um i pushed in one of my mouse buttons and it just doesn't come out anymore but nobody else that i've spoken to that has the sample or the final product has been able to do the same so just testament to the fact that they're not talking crap they are just telling the truth like <laughs> uh yeah so what were you guys' overall thoughts about that mouse? Yeah, I mean, uh, build quality on my unit, pretty much perfect. Um, there is a very specific spot um, on the left side um, where the the bottom and, and top shell meet. If I press there, then it creaks, but otherwise, pretty much no creaking, no flexing. Um, really solid, um, especially considering that it's pre-production and, well, 48 gram. Um, I was quite impressed by the build quality. I would say um, actually more solid than something like, I don't know, uh, Vexi, uh, Zion, MP01 uh, in terms of side button uh, act- activation stuff like that oh yeah um, that's something i hated on the the np01 um and i the fact that this does not creak or like you I, I mean maybe if i used like thor strength i could probably break it but i mean like to the best of my ability uh, i can't i can't make it actuate a side button i can't make it flex at all uh, in the side so um yeah job well done yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty impressive, and I mean, the pre-order price wasn't it like it was fifty bucks, and yeah, now it's now it's sixty, so definitely like a insane amount of uh, insane value for money at fifty bucks. I mean, at sixty bucks, it's still even great. Uh, it has thirty-three seventy cents, or uh, I think it had Omron twenty M's right or something. Yeah, the click yeah, thing... it's the the same uh, glorious as using those twenty uh, M. OF uh, Omrons. Yeah, yeah. The click feeling on, I had some, like the button design, I felt that the button design could be better because the click feeling, when it, when I click from the front edge of the button, the click feels quite bad to me. And uh, if I move myself, if I click like where the scroll wheel is, if I click from there, it's quite tactile and the click feeling is pretty nice. But neither of you guys had this kind of issue. So I guess it could be just my unit was bad, but I would still still prefer the buttons to be separated from the shell. Usually, that it's easier to uh, it's uh, most more often the click feeling is like more consistent and good in my opinion when the buttons are separated from the shell. But yeah, that's like the 
only complaint that I had. I actually, yeah, some people mentioned that the cable wasn't, was quite stiff and felt bad, but uh, not really for me. I think it was better than the extra M4 or M42 cable, and I have no issues with those cables, so yeah. yeah. What did you guys think about the cable? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it's definitely not as flexible as the Pulsefire Haze cable, for example, or XM1R cable, but it's good enough, I think. Uh, it's definitely better than the extra fire cable. And yeah, I mean, I don't really have issues with cables anyway, but yeah, objectively speaking, I would say it's above average at least. And I mean, there is that micro bungee included. So um, yeah, with, with that one, uh, I didn't have any issues whatsoever. Uh, did yeah. You both tried the micro bungee, right? Um, did you like it? It was all right. Uh, it's just a bit, I prefer having a bungee itself because just habit, I guess. Um, and I'm using a, a wireless dongle most of the time with my with my main mouse. So um, the, having the bungee off to the side kind of makes more sense. I Yeah, I like the bungee quite a bit. Uh, when I used it with my outset AX and uh, the X-Lite. Uh, yeah, I have my sort of monitor uh, place so that uh, I can I can easily make the cable uh, angle so that it does not touch my desk at all. And with my medium to high sense, I don't need much, you know, uh, like the cable doesn't need to roam free on uh, too much from the uh, bungee. So uh, it was easier for me to make it so that the cable does not touch my mousepad or my desk with this bungee than a standard one. So. I do like it, but I think like if you have a if you are a low sensitivity user, you might you might prefer a standard cable that you a standard bungee that you can just place wherever you want on your desk and have a lot of you know uh, what's it called like spare cable outside of the bungee, I guess. Yeah, yeah. For me though, in, in terms of the mouse, um, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to trying the Gladius Three and its split buttons just to see what it would feel like on a on a mouse shape like this. Because to the best of my knowledge, I've not used a, an EC2 or Death Adder style shape that has separated buttons since the original Gladius. Uh, but for me, the only issue I had was the two liftoff distance settings. Um, the first one was arguably too low for me, or like on the lowest end, and the highest one I had that issue where just as it reaches the edge of where it stops tracking. Uh, the cursor jitters around a little bit. Uh, so I, I really wanted something that was between the two. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm hoping for in a future firmware update would be another liftoff distance setting of medium. Um, but I, I think they've just done a really good job for a first mouse. And I like the whole design as well, that it's not typical like circles or, or whatever. Um, you basically don't really feel them at this point. Yeah. I think it was something that was on the mountain mouse as well, right? I didn't get a chance to yeah it's it. very similar yeah yeah so i mean great first mouse uh, in my opinion um with some few tweaks on the software side and maybe some changes to the buttons in a version two as you say um camis i think they could be uh, a winning company and not only that but i just think they look pretty like have you seen the keyboard the keyboard looks pretty as well and i've not yeah, tried yeah, it, it does yeah come out of nowhere and uh, i hope they're here to stay yeah exactly exactly yeah Really uh, positively surprised, and it was nice to see that their first mouse was an Ergo mouse. I mean, it's a sort of brave move, move, I guess. I mean, some <laughs> companies have done the same with with this sort of. It's pretty much the same shell as on the 
Is it the exact, exact same shell, but different uh, sort of holes as on the, was it Sharkoon Light 200 or whatever? I think it's the yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, the, the uh, X-Lite is more EC1 size, and the Sharkoon is more EC2. Oh, but, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the, the same factory at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I had this on alongside my EC2. I thought it was quite similar to the EC2, to be honest, but I had it alongside that and the Def Adder. And um, one of the few mice, I would say, that I put my hand on it and I'm like, okay, this is this feels like home. Um, and I'm biased, obviously, but <laughs> uh, yeah, comfy uh, regardless. Not too big, not too small. Um, satisfy a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt the same. I mean, it's been a while since I've used the EC2. Uh, I... I used out the AX uh, before this, like uh, some time before this, so that could be one cause. But yeah, it did feel like home. It felt very familiar, and yeah, that's always a good thing, you know, to have that. No uh, long times to adapt to a new mouse. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure whether the whole you know super low weight uh, thing really had any sort of. Uh, significant impact. Uh, personally, I didn't feel much of a difference compared to something like, I don't know, Model D or whatever, which is 68 gram and the x Lite is 48. Um, yeah, I think it's something like Model D is light enough and the even lower weight of the x Lite um, wasn't that meaningful to me. Yeah, I mean, if they've got it this low in weight, I would have preferred no holes and a bit heavier. Uh, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, and maybe CPI, but... Uh... Oh, yeah, actually, I completely forgot about that. Like, yeah, you, oh, you yeah, need the software, true, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the software's good. It takes, like, I don't know, 8 megabytes, so um, not that not, not that big of a deal. But, um, yeah, it would just be more convenient having the dedicated button i mean i i get the decision to to not have it because if they would have one um it would have required additional pcb and additional cable and so on so it wouldn't have been um 48 but rather i don't know 53 gram but yeah making a point think, there yeah <laughs> I think no. I speak from experience. I've been recently playing uh, Marvel's Avengers, just playing through the campaign, not, yeah. not grinding <laughs> through anything, and I need 400 DPI for that. So I've had yeah. to swap down on my mouse. So it's been a long time actually since I've needed to go down to that. This mouse would be uh, annoying having to launch software. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. One one thing they could, you know. I mean, these smaller feet, I guess, I mean, both of you guys use pretty much like smooth cloth pads, I guess. I mean, I think MVC, use, you have the NPX or some or something, and Sogol, you use a random, uh, you use an old <laughs> yeah, glorious it's, cloth pad. not that smooth, it's more swampy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these, these smaller feet, like uh, these modern sort of newer mouse pads that have these rough surfaces that are quite fast, but they still have that sort of feedback that, uh, provide some sort of uh, some kind of uh, a little bit of stopping power where you sort of feel where you can stop the mouse easier because of the rough feedback. Uh, so these small feet are not the best on these kind of mouse uh, mice mouse pads. 
So yeah, maybe maybe they could have some uh, like a proper bottom plate and have larger feet. That could be like a change they could do in a fee- in the future. I mean, as you both said, I don't re- like a mouse in this size category does not need to be this low weight. Like yeah, I don't. F- I, how much does the M4 weigh? It's like it's like 60 grams, I guess, or something. 65, mm. 67. Uh, I don't really feel the difference between the, in the weight. So yeah. I don't think it's necessary to have this low weight, but yeah, I understand. I mean, yeah, marketing and people are crazy for low weight mice these days, but I guess it's sort of changing. I mean, some people are on start understanding that maybe weight is not the second most important thing in a mouse. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what we had to cover. I mean, we could quickly go through the GameSense meta uh, if you have some quick notes about it. I mean, I I guess you tried it a few weeks or four weeks ago. So Yeah, I mean, I just um, did my usual testing and hopped on really, really quick in-game. And yeah, it was one of those mice where I can just... Uh, hop on game and immediately feel um, you know right at home and definitely no no adjustment uh, necessary um, of of course it's as too inspired right <laughs> but um, yeah I mean it's a solid mouse I, I really don't have uh, any any great uh, criticisms or any any complaints. Um, I mean, it was a pre-production unit, so clicks weren't quite on point yet, um, but I think uh, they will be better on the final version. I had some variants between uh, left and right mouse button. Um, I think they are using Kylewa GM 4.0, if I'm correctly remembering it. And yeah, they have a bit of variance uh, between those. But yeah, other than that, um, I mean, the, the feet maybe a bit of improvement. Um, scroll wheel was not great, <laughs> but good enough, uh, I think. And yeah, cable was nice. Uh, build quality overall was really good. Uh, 63 gram um, for a mouse without holes is really good and yeah i mean since it's 3360 pretty much uh can't go wrong uh with that and yeah not much else to say i mean it will be um available for i think 60 usd which is good i'd say in terms of pricing and yeah just solid product um and reasonable choice i'd say for you know first product uh, from a new company the only thing that puts me off really is the logo but uh, <laughs> yeah it does look weird yeah so, <laughs> not to my taste yeah i, I can't can't even remember what it looks like um, it's like a g with a cross hair ah uh, yeah i yeah. remember yeah 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 i mean it's a bit goofy but i think it's not that big on the mouse itself it's pretty modest in size so i if i remember correctly it's not lit with rgb so 
I think oh. it is from looking at the uh, website, but I'm not yeah. quite sure. I, I, I can't remember. But yeah, it's not that um, you know offensive in terms of size. Did they yeah. um, did they send a mouse pad out with the the mouse out of interest? Because I know they've been banging on about it on Twitter recently. So I think, I don't know if it's yeah, a I one. might get one sometime, but okay. I uh, haven't gotten one yet, and yeah, I prefer a good <laughs> <Swampy>. old <laughs> good old swamp pad. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could say a few things about the Origin One X that I had had a quite uh, <laughs> a quick experience with. I mean, yeah, so they sent me the pre-production sample. I mean, I when I opened the box, I pretty much I I remember talking to you guys in Discord. The mouse felt like the shape felt really weird. I mean. Uh, I think it was the Cooler Master Alacor or something that was sort of the same sort of mini Intelimouse 3.0 that felt really uncomfortable when you started using it. And uh, this one was just like it, so uh, it, it felt weird. I mean, I I mean, anybody that have, has used an Intelimouse 3.0, so thinking about scaling that one down and not doing much other changes, it, it does kind of uh, sound weird and it did feel weird. But surprisingly, like I remember being quite critical about the shape to you guys in Discord. But but surprisingly, like after one day, maybe even like four hours of gaming or something, it started to feel good. Like it didn't feel too comfortable, but I could still play well with it. Uh, I didn't have any pains or anything. The most surprisingly thing, thin. So so yeah, uh, will be interesting to test it out a little bit more. But yeah. The weirdest thing for me with that mouse was how much they were banging on about how inspired by the IntelliMouse 3.0 it was because everybody wants a 3.0 but updated and low weight. And yet, as you say, it's it's scaled down significantly and it, it still probably won't appeal to the people that wanted the updated IntelliMouse Pro. Yeah. Well, at least 58 millimeters in grip width looks too too narrow for me. But as you say, maybe it's something I could get used to as well. I would love to to try it um did you get any playtime with it or are you waiting yeah i actually got i got like four or five hours i think so yeah it how did you find the wireless uh yeah the wireless wireless implementation was good it didn't feel like i didn't feel any kind of input delay mm -hmm. comparing like the ponage ultra custom that felt swampy like initial flicks felt fine but if you had to like readjust your uh you missed you had to micro adjust it felt like it felt like, it felt a little bit swampy in at, at those situations, but with this one I had no such issues. But I didn't have to have any time to run any tests. I mean, <laughs> uh, basically the charging cable was broken, so uh, or faulty or something. And when I charged my cable uh, mouse the first time, it just fried the PCB. Or that's the conclusion that me and the guys at Ninjutsu came to. I mean, I. I did it on my PC and I got no errors or anything, so I I just decided I need to plug it into my laptop and see what's what in there. I thought maybe there is some kind of driver issue or something with my PC, so I plugged the cable into my laptop and plugged it into the mouse, and I got this notification in the Windows uh, notification bar thingy that a USB port has been has a has has had a power surge and <laughs> the. Mm. Uh, the device is not working as intended but so yeah pre-production sample uh i've never had anything like this happen i think sogal you mentioned that you had yeah the, kind of the xpg ones. primer just um yeah primer like uh bricked itself uh, upon 
plugging in yeah. and <laughs> could not be revived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dead on arrival. Um, yeah. One final question, um, because it's been plaguing me when I've been looking at some other mice that have a USB-C uh, connection. How recessed is that? Because every single USB-C type mouse I've seen, the plug seems to come out about five meters before the cable actually begins. Uh, and it, or is it raised or anything? Or um, how how is the connector on it? Good question. I don't remember and <laughs> throw the mouse away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, well, it's probably not annoying then. Which is good. <laughs> uh, but I remember that it was like, I think it was, yeah, I think it was, what you described, because I remember when I plugged it in, it creaked quite a bit. So yeah, I think the plug was quite long in terms mm. of like the rubber part in it or whatever. So, but can't confirm. I don't remember that well. I mean, yeah, yeah. wasn't a fun experience, but then again, it was quite a fun experience. But but yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully, yeah. I, they told me that I can get a retail sample, but I've got. They mentioned to me when when I had that issue that. Uh, they would go to production in a month or two months. And uh, I think they've already, yeah, they here is mentioned that the ETA on the final release end of March, by the way, it's EA team <laughs> uh, on the website. That's... Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I think there were quite a few, um, you know, typos. Yeah, uh, yeah. On that. <laughs> what I will say is I like this logo. Um, on the mouse it's not uh, it's not annoying me so that's cool yeah. <laughs> but the mouse looks looks nice and uh, yeah i think you might be you you might especially be interested in testing it out in a vc i mean as you mentioned that it might be too thin for you as you like the death arrow shape so much but yeah i mean you did like the m4 as well so but yeah yeah like the m4 i mean it's it's so close to a shape that i i, I mean i have to try it right it's not as small as the Death Adder V2 Mini, which I know I wouldn't like, and Razer know I wouldn't like, so they didn't send me one out. But this is still close enough to an EC2, X Lite, and Death Adder, the, and even Gladius 3 that I think, you know, could surprise me. Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely, definitely want to try it in future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. What, what were the, the clicks like? Uh, on oh, the yeah, console? yeah. Oh yeah, so the, basically on my unit the clicks weren't that great. Uh, the click, the switches were Kale GM 8.0s, and the click feeling was sort of they were tactile, but uh, there was like zero pose travel, if oh, yeah. I remember oh. correctly. So the shell, uh, when when uh, when the uh, clicks when the buttons bottomed out, I felt like a lot of reson resonating on my palm <laughs> in the back of the mouse. So the, because the shell was so hollow. So yeah. they mentioned that they're going to work on that. Almost went and too far with the <laughs> trying to remove the post travel then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I've seen that that has been an issue in some mice. And I think, yeah, I mean, in the outset AX, for example, they they increased the amount of travel on the clicks. I guess some people complain about the NB01 maybe or something. I remember... I like the MP01 clicks myself, but I felt that they could be a little bit uh, softer. And basically what they did with the Outset AX is that they increased the amount of post travel. So the clicks feel insanely soft and super <laughs> nice for me. But yeah. But yeah, I guess that's pretty much pretty much it for this episode. I mean, yeah, uh, I think next week we, or yeah, next week probably we're going to talk about the Viper 8 kHz a little bit more. We've sort of had like three episodes already talking about it a little bit. 
but we haven't had any full results from I think any of us and yeah Sogol has done some tests so we're gonna talk about those in that episode so it's gonna be interesting interesting episode uh yeah so this was pretty much it thank you guys for joining me again uh nvc you can find on twitch uh, his uh, username is just nvc and of course on youtube as well uh just nvc is his uh, channel name and sogul's reviews you can read on read on tech power up and he also posts those on reddit so mouse review subreddit so check his his username is p sogul in there so you can find his all his posts from there as well so yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, yeah, see you next week.